almost exciting Spanish Grand Prix. What has the world come to? This is the Final Corner Podcast. I'm joined as always by Tom and by Nick. Oh, hello. And my name's Colin. Thank you very much for filling in for me last week. Yeah, welcome back. It was uh, good fun, but I don't envy the editing or the production or the organisation. So I said it on that episode, but thank you very much, Colin, and uh, ultimate respect for what you do. There was no murders, yeah. there was no. <laughs> there was no burglar alarms. I mean, yeah, we were lost without you. That and uh, the the listeners, I'm sure, will agree. Ah, uh, he's done well. He's done well. But Spanish Grand Prix, enjoy it, kinda, almost, ish, bits of it, definitely. There was a good half of a race, wasn't there? Yeah, it was. As you know, this is my least favorite Grand Prix of the year, and I was actually sitting there on my Sunday afternoon, rather enjoying it. Hmm. It's a definite improvement on your classic Spanish Grand Prix. Yeah, at least there was some action. Mm. Probably driven more by errors and breakdowns rather than pure yeah. racing, but yeah. I'm not going to complain. It's exciting, yeah, it's exciting. It, yeah, that's true. As soon as the sort of uh, race settled down, everybody just sort of spread out a bit, generally speaking. But yeah. the incidents provided the entertainment. Were you watching it in uh, Canada? No, no, I was home. I was home oh, by then. Okay. So I got to see all of the F1 at the weekend. I'm not sure what time it would be over there. I'm still semi on Canadian time a week later. So <laughs> I'm very confused. Um, But we've got four Red Bulls on the grid now. That was the big news going at the weekend. Thomas got a blank look on his face. Like yeah. he, oh, I missed that. Like he's missed all the drama. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, well, could you fill us in? The please? Aston Martin B car. Oh, of course, oh, yes. I yes. do know what you mean. I haven't talked. <laughs> I mean, that hip came, hype came to nothing, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. But big controversy of the weekend. Red Bull are convinced some data has been taken over by staff who have left. And the FIA are happy that Aston Martin have actually developed the car themselves. So it's a weird standoff, but Aston Martin do have form. They do. Copying, taking inspiration, rebadging card drawings. It wouldn't be yeah. a new situation. I don't know how much can be proved of it, but there's clearly some influence going on. But, you know, a lot of these teams do come to the same conclusions with their designs anyway. So how much of it is copying? How much of it is just coincidence? Who's to say? I would say it's very clever to hire people who used to work at Red Bull. Oh, I don't yes. think there's anything wrong with that. Oh no, that's part of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. It's a team sport. Hire the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did enjoy that uh, Detective Marco over the weekend was saying that <laughs> he's found evidence of data downloads. A very good helmet. Very good. Yes. Just just you keep quiet. <laughs> it's not an ideal thing if it is a straight up copy, but yeah. and it didn't really do much anyway. No. No. no, definitely not. A uh, couple of other bits going on the weekend. Yuki Tsunoda had an injured shoulder from a non-F1 related activity. Yeah, which I wasn't aware of at the time, but that can't have been helpful for him. No, and Lando Norris was sick with what eventually turned out to be tonsillitis. Yeah, well done yeah. to him for getting through that race. <laughs> yeah, was he on the radio at all? I didn't I hear him was. during the broadcast. No, I didn't. If they um were communicating... It wasn't on the broadcast, but also it wasn't 
uh, in the best of radio clips and stuff like this. Uh, mm. at this. On the pre-grid, they had something where it was like, if you can hear me nod or something, <laughs> <laughs> to really to, to uh, save his voice. So yeah, that must have been very challenging for both Norris, who doesn't feel well, and also the team to, to work with that and score some points. Yeah, they've got like the confirm button on the steering wheel and stuff, so I think they can use that. But yeah, that's got to be a big change for them. He's just doing Morse code with the the marker button. <laughs> he's yeah. going on the streets. You can't tell from the porpoising if he's nodding or yeah. mind you that car really doesn't do it. Yeah. Well, Mercedes look like they've got on top of that. Yeah, it wasn't really bouncing around, was it? But I'm yeah. not gonna say it's a comeback just yet. It could be it's clear clearly a big step forward, but they're still far behind, I think, in Formula One terms, and I still think that let's see what it's like at Monaco and some other tracks that are coming up. Yeah, I'd go with that. Impressive, though. Impressive. Impressive to, while other teams are developing, to at least find some time. Yeah. Or relative speed. Relative speed, let's say. They, they seem to think it'll be pretty poor at Monaco. <laughs> so. Ah, right. There you go. They're not expecting well, much. Did read online that people are tipping Alfa Romeo as dark horses for Monaco. Yeah, which... I saw that. They were the third quickest car through the final sector at Barcelona, which is meant to traditionally be an indicator of Monaco speed. Right, so maximum position of fifth, though, doesn't get me too excited. Well, that's uh, if everyone else does as they should do. True, or it doesn't rain. Yes, which is looking oh. like it could do on race day. Ooh. 60% <laughs> chance of rain, I looked today. Wow, I never try and get into too much of the weather because it could change like this. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm excited now all of a sudden. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes it interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Valtteri Bottas getting his win back for his, uh, his wheel nut incident last yeah. year. <laughs> oh, of course. Still on the car. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Qualifying. And, well, yeah, the, the second Red Bulls were both out in Q1, which was a brilliant start for them. Alonso was also out. Joe made it through to Q2, but it was only 15th. And, and then Gasly and Sonoda both missed out as well. Norris did get through to Q3, but then lost his lap, which was a bit of a shame. Uh, track limits, was it? It, it was, was very close, yeah. wasn't it? But it was towards the end of the lap, was it? Over the kerb and in, almost a little bit into the gravel. Yeah, turn 12. Mm. Um, yeah, it's one of those where... He didn't make any time, but he was over the white line. So, but yeah, all it needs is for that gravel to be a tiny bit closer to the track, and you wouldn't have the problem. Poor Lando, but what that did mean is that Mick Schumacher made it through to Q3, I think, for the first time ever. Mm, yeah, well done. I got very excited by that result. Uh, it was still behind Magnussen, but still within the top 10. Excellent. And I thought, here we go, here's some points. <laughs> Yeah, so his his final time I think was seven tenths back from Magnussen. Um, big gap, a big gap. But Ricardo outqualified Norris, which was, I suppose, impressive for him, given his recent uniform. <laughs> which I know sounds horrific, as in he's so snide. But mm. I think uh, Daniel just needs to take any positive he can, and that was a positive. Yeah. And then we got a Mercedes split in the Red Bulls. So Russell in fourth in front of Perez and Sainz were stopping in front of them with Leclerc on pole. Hamilton was sixth and he said post-race that 
George had a slightly different car, a slightly different setup from him, uh, which resulted in the extra pace, which he's then going to use in Monaco as well. So they think they've found something. Hmm. It didn't seem to translate in the race, but I think we'll come to that. But yeah, Leclerc did take a dominant pole, didn't he? He did, but he spun in his first effort, and I thought that would put him under extra pressure for his final flying lap. But he mm. proved all the doubters wrong, even in that within that session, by absolutely smashing it. Yeah. Plus, it was the start of Max's DRS problems. Oh yeah. He has final running Q3. His DRS didn't open, so he thought he had engine troubles because going into turn three, I think he was like three tenths down. Yeah. So he, he gave up on his lap, but it was the start of well, a continuous problem for him in the DRS. Yeah, which I didn't actually notice at the time. Obviously, I, I did notice during the race. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much so. So, on to the race, and it's Leclerc on pole. He leads Max down into turn one and keeps the lead. Uh, George Russell gets a great start and manages to put himself third in front of Sainz and also Perez. Perez and Russell touch into turn one. But most of everyone manages to get through. Then we have Lewis Hamilton trying to make a move on Carlos Sainz into turn four. I'm waiting confirmation on corner yep, numbers here. It is turn four. Turn four. He yep. tries to make a move on Sainz in turn four, ends up going out in the corner really narrow, which allows Magnussen to have a go round outside. Magnussen then goes really tight towards Hamilton. There's contact as Hamilton's drifting outwards. And Magnussen goes off with punctures and always picks up, I think, two punctures as well. Mm. Who would you apportion blame for? I wouldn't penalise anyone, but I have no idea why Magnussen was taking that so tight and going so close to Hamilton, considering Hamilton's always going to drift wide because he's went in the corner so narrow. Yeah, that's pretty much my view as well. It's No one should be blamed for it, but yeah, I think Magnussen could have left a little bit more room. I fully agree with that. I thought his radio comment was hilarious. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Kevin, uh, it was expletive free, so I could actually understand what he was saying. <laughs> this is true. Of course, we're all free Brits, so we're just going on the British side here. But Well, that's, yeah. Mm. yeah. There is always that. But I just, yeah, bit too, bit too close. Hamilton's Hamilton's always definitely run running wide. Yeah, yeah. But he's compromised, isn't he, on entries? Mm. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame for both because both could have been great points, and yeah. well, one of them recovered, at least. Yeah, interesting. I don't know fully because perhaps it wasn't on the TV, but obviously Kevin has to pit for puncture at a new tire. I don't know if his car's compromised for the rest of the race, or then from that point they obviously got the strategy wrong as well, or not optimal. I'm not saying that he should be up where Hamilton is because look at the speed of Hamilton, but he was yeah. literally right down the bottom. So I don't know what happened in terms of a recovery there. I'm not sure or if it could... was at the time or not, but they did put him on the hard tyres for a long stint and they just didn't seem to uh, work. Right, I think he was the only right. car that went onto the hard tyres at any point. I did notice on the uh, position uh, stack, someone was on hard, but I didn't pay attention enough to see that it was Kevin. So good spot. Yeah. Yeah, Magnus ended up finishing 17th only in front of Albon. And I think Albon had picked up some four damage early on. So that's why he was he had no pace all race as well. Uh, he was uh, saying that the tyres lost grip almost immediately after they were put on the car. Mm. And maybe that's a contributing factor. Mm. Then well, the race up front was kind of stable at this point until big gusty wind came and kept yeah. coming. 
Uh, turn four, anyway, turn four. Kawa signs suddenly out of nowhere, spins into the gravel, big spin, manages to get it back on track, but he drops in order. It looks like a horrible mistake. Then a couple laps later, Max does almost the exact same thing, although he's able to catch a slide much earlier, and he only really think loses out to Perez at that point. And Russell. Yeah. Yeah. So, strange is it? A gusty wind like that would suddenly swing those cars, but it, I liked how initially it looked like signs had made a mistake and the commentators yeah. were kind of starting to pile on until Max did the same thing. Yeah, it, it did look like it was a silly mistake from signs, but clearly it's not all his fault for that one. Still, these cars just seem very sensitive to wind. I don't know the wind or the weather. Uh, I don't see the same charts or data as the Formula 1 teams, but part of me does think, yeah, but what if you just went in there a bit too quick? Um, there was uh, was it Yuri Vips in F2 did a similar thing maybe that was wind related as well could be uh, it could be also the tyres on the limits of the grip but we'll go with wind I, I don't want to doubt it I just was this is another mistake from Carlos Sainz who I've been pumping the tyres up for several seasons now yeah uh, especially because of his consistency and his ability to grind out a result and this season he's completely throwing that theory in the bin we're all looking like idiots sadly so far yeah and uh, he was very lucky to recover that the gravel was sort of compacted down mm. because he went really deep in. They spun full full way around and was facing the wrong way and had to sort of slowly get back on. Whereas Max was more of a, a catch and a trip through. Yeah. So Sainz lost a lot of time and uh, potentially some floor damage on there as well. Yeah, I believe there was something which wasn't picked up on at the time. Because... He did make it through the field, but not quite at the speed I would expect. Yes. But dis- bitterly disappointing. At, at the home race as well. Not that, that should matter too much yeah, in terms true. of pressure. but uh, And mainly, actually, you know, the whole thing, I think, boils down to qualifying, where Leclerc beats him again handsomely. And maybe that gets in his head. We'll have to see. Yeah. Big opportunity for him next week, though, in Monaco. Because he was quick in qualifying the last year, only lost out to Leclerc because Leclerc pinned it in the wall. Oh, yeah. Which Leclerc has just done with a historic Ferrari as well last weekend. <laughs> That's true. The, uh, the brakes oh, went yeah. on... Oh, was it Jackie Hicks? Oh, God, that's terrible. I can't remember whose car it yeah. was. I think it was Jackie Hicks. Yeah. It's a very valuable Ferrari. Yeah, he backed it into the wall at about 61 hour. Poor lad. I wonder who pays the bill in that scenario. True. True. Uh, maybe there's insurance. Maybe there's insurance. Let's hope there is. Yeah. You would assume so. But that was a disaster. Then we got to see quite a nice battle. Probably the most exciting battle of the season. Other than maybe the one at Saudi Arabia. Um, with mm. Leclerc and Magnussen. But this time it was with Russell and Verstappen. And... What a defence. What a defence yeah. by George Russell. But I think we've got a nice, a quite an interesting look at what F1 would be without DRS, which is fascinating. So yeah. Max is able to close up and just about get within sniffing distance on the front straight if he doesn't have DRS. If he does have DRS, he's pretty much on for the move. Well, look at Perez getting past later on Yeah, with yeah. DRS. He's overtaken just before the braking zone, therefore you can't really defend. George tries, but it's irrelevant. Whereas without yeah. DRS, there's some mystery and intrigue, obviously. I think we yeah. know my opinions about DRS, but that 
that provided some interest on track. And I think that with it, Verstappen would disappear, wouldn't he? Yeah. I think the Perez one was slightly different because he had much fresher tyres at that point. Oh, true, but true. He was still going to get through anyway, but it was harder for Max to catch up. But it was, yeah, still a great defence from Russell. And a great uh, re-overtaking as well, briefly. Oh, yeah. I love that. You want to see that, don't you? You don't want to just see the yeah. the Valtteri Bottas. Oh, no, they've overtaken me again. <laughs> Which he did later on a bit. Although his tyres were beaten up. But Russell was, uh, oh, well, if there's opportunity, I'm going to retake, I'm going to retake the position. And, and good on him. Probably um, lost a lot of time in his race strategy overall, but it doesn't matter. That's, he's no, there to race. Exactly. Did you see in the, um, the cool-down room, as I remembered what it's called, um, they showed that on the screen and Max actually went, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. And I thought, yeah. I assume he was talking about that anyway. <laughs> but uh, He wasn't saying that during the race, though, was he? <laughs> no. No. He lost his rag during that race. George's defence, there was a couple that I thought were on the line in turn one, but he just maybe mm. moved a couple of times. But it was pretty robust and fair. And that re- that re-overtake was... I was just expecting Max to go flying into the gravel when he stuck his nose up the inside of turn two. Yeah. But fair play to them both for just keeping it on the line. Mm. What did you think about him getting run wide at turn three? Think that's that was okay? Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of those you could um you know, if if he'd done a few other things wrong you might sort of add it up to other things, but on its own I think it was okay. It's what Lance Stroll thinks is happening when he turns it on people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor Lance, poor Lance. He, of course, got taken out by Gasly in turn one. You think he was going around outside and Gasly ran wide and spun him. I actually don't attribute that one to Stroll in that instance. No, no, for once. No, So I'll give him that one. Yeah, Gasly got a five-second penalty, and I think two penalty points for that as well. He had a poor race in general, I thought, Gasly. He's not on a great season, is he at all? He was, he was complaining post race of maybe there's an issue with setup or mechanical failure or, or something like this, but uh, I haven't seen anything conclusive since then. No. Um, he was very frustrated either way. Yeah. And then we got big drama at the front as Charles Leclerc engine decides to give up on him as he's looking yeah. like he's going towards a dominant win. He's uh, MGU. It's in the back. Packs in, or part of it packs in. Yeah. Which forced him to retire. And now all of a sudden the fight for between Russell and Verstappen is for the lead. Yeah. Yeah, Russell was leading for a little while. Unprecedented scenes. <laughs> mm. Then Max switches on to a free stop at that point. Which... Which I was a little surprised Russell didn't. But I suppose they knew that they probably didn't have the race pace anyway. It was just more track positioning and DRS issues, right? Yeah, I think they had to just do whatever Max didn't in that situation. Mm. Yeah, true. Because they're definitely going to get beaten if they do the same thing. Yeah, it's just it was a little frustrating when watching it in the moment of Max pits and then catches up before George does an entire pit stop. So he's yep. definitely out of it at that point. But yeah, I know that's the right thing to do, what they did. Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point they're just looking to consolidate probably mm. third yep. to try and keep signs behind. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's true. Team orders then come into Red Bull. So they come in initially to allow Max Bass Perez um, 
after Max has went off to attack at Russell. Perez gets put on, I think, a two-stop at that point, mm-hmm. rather than the three, so he's a bit out of sync. Russell pits and Max goes on the three-stop, which gives Perez the lead, um, but he is asked not to hold Max up when Max comes through on his first tyres. Yeah. Which I, Sergio, I don't think, was too happy about, but it, Max was much quicker. Especially as many switch mm-hmm. strategy, so the only thing they could have did for him was to switch the same strategy. Which at that point he may have been able to take him because of the DRS issues that Max had, but yeah, Red Bull are never going to do that. No, I mean, I feel a bit sorry for Sergio, but they were never going to do anything else. As David Coulthard was saying, unfortunately, it's uh, probably written into his contract, or mm-hmm. uh, that's, or he either doesn't play a fair or play with the team game and doesn't have a drive because there's nowhere else for him to go. Exactly. But it must be very difficult that he had to move away. I think the the perspective came from he moved for Max at the start, near the start, mm-hmm. even though yeah. he was ahead legitimately because of Max's mistake. And so mm-hmm. he wanted one in return when he came up on the behind of yeah Max, when he was stuck behind Russell, he said something like, let me pass and yeah. I can try and overtake. And they, they said no. I can see where he's coming from, but that's the rules of engagement within that team it is yeah if you're going to be a Red Bull driver you have to accept that you're going to have to play the team game that's how they work yeah and by team game means like Max yeah the Max game in this case yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I think they're opening contract talks with Sergio this week for next season so doing that last weekend Mm -hmm. is not going to hurt him no. Let's be honest, he's probably not going to beat Max in a title fight. As much as he probably exactly, thinks he can, yeah. he's probably in all likelihood he's not. So you can totally understand Red Bull in this situation. Bottas then looks like he's in an amazing position because I think it's one point he's running P4 and then suddenly yeah. it all goes wrong because he's trying to do a two stop, I think. Mm. The two stops didn't work for most for anyone, I don't think. No. And he ends up getting caught by Lewis Hamilton and also Carlos Sainz. Now, how is Lewis Hamilton in that position at this point? One one of the frustrating things I found with the coverage, I don't want the the cameras to just follow Lewis, but there's definitely dull points where it would have been nice to focus the camera on him and then perhaps explain the strategy that's going on. He was jumping up and down the leaderboard. I guess I don't think he made too many passes on the track, but it was just weird. He's last. He's on the radio to the team. Oh, I might have to save the engine. And then all of a sudden he's in seventh. Yeah. I was like, oh, how yeah, the what the... Speaking of which as well, I was, thought that was really annoying when he said that we might as yeah, well retire the car, basically. It wasn't a good point, look at It's just like, there's still loads of the race to go. Just get on with it. Stop moaning. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good look. I didn't... Mm. I sort of sighed when and I rolled my eyes when he, when he said that. Yeah. Well, Bill Burr would be digging straight into that. <laughs> he probably will. Yes. Um, if he's still doing his podcast these days. I've, what I didn't like, I don't mind the radio message, but I didn't like afterwards in his post race interview, he was still giving it. Ah, we never give up. I was like, we heard you. You wanted, you wanted <laughs> yeah. to give up. You wanted to go home. Exactly. Like, we did hear you, Lewis. The team was right to keep you out. But yeah, I agree with you, Tom. It's like he was last for ages. Then he was kind of sitting outside the points for ages, and all of a sudden he was six, and you didn't see yeah. any of it. 
Yeah, it was it was weird and confusing. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But hell of a and drive. We, amazing drive, but we we don't yeah. live in a in a country where we can subscribe to F1 TV properly. No. And so we weren't mm-hmm. able to skip back and see what's happened to Hamilton, unfortunately. No, F1 TV does look quite good. I've seen some clips. You get side-by-side replays with the live action, so you're not missing mm. what's actually going on on track because you're watching a slow-motion Elan Stroll, probably binning it, or just something really obscure that nobody's interested in. Or like the drone cam, the live drone cam this weekend. Oh, yeah. What Go was away. that about? <laughs> it wasn't close enough, yeah. was it? No. It wasn't close enough. The picture quality was terrible, and it couldn't. It was never. And they never got the cars in the frame properly at all. They were no. always over at the left, or they just missed them. Or yeah, that's a big no for me on the drone cam. If they could hover it just over the cars, that would look amazing. But obviously, they can't do that in case it falls down. But yeah. that would look amazing. D- d- Here's d- the thing: they do it in WRC, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The desert and rallycross as well, and it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. Some of those clips are amazing where the car's like bow rolling underneath the, the drone and you're just like, wow. Mm. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, you can't do it in F1. It was like they were trying to keep within the confines of the barriers. So they were like, yeah. it, it just doesn't work. Also, you don't want to disturb the aero, man. <laughs> like, what was it? Yeah. Lance Stroll at Silverstone with a helicopter. Slightly different, but... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So Sainz and Hamilton then took Bottas. Hamilton then got past Sainz and it was like an incredible recovery for a 3-4 for Mercedes which was a great result then both Mercedes hit cooling issues and both have to back off Lewis is his worst which was apparently due to a water or a coolant leak where he was essentially instructed to go no more than 50% throttle on the streets which just left him a sitting duck and he had to let Carlos go yeah if I was him would I have continued at full speed he did, he did the right thing backing off. At first I thought, yeah. oh, is it a fuel issue or something like this? But no, it's cooling. Yeah, I thought it was fuel as well when they asked for lifting coast. Yeah. So it's normally coast, like a... It's always fuel, yeah. Fuel technique, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I felt a bit sorry for always there. But still, it's a hell, it hell of a drive. At least he only lost the one place, though. Because mm. um, that's only a two-point loss as well, which... Obviously, when you're higher up in the order, one place can be a lot more points than that. Um, but yeah, it was a cracking drive to come back. I mean, fifth place, even that is brilliant from where he was. Mm. I was perplexed as well, going back to the point about not really understanding how he's got to that place, that he had so much more pace until the issue than science. I guess it's to do with tyre life, but even so, it was impressive. The science floor damage supposedly came in. Right. Um, because apparently he was eating through his tyres quicker than he should be. But it's also what I was saying before about qualifying, in that Russell was much quicker than Hamilton in qualifying, but Hamilton seemed to have a much better race car in terms of pure speed. Right. So, yeah, not sure if that's something that needs to be considered by them. Yeah, probably should be. So, Red Bull 1-2 in the end. Verstappen took the win. Perez then was allowed to pit for, I think, a third time to take the fastest lap. Mm-hmm. Away from Hamilton at that point? Yeah. yeah. George, I think, pitted at the same time. Or run about the same time. Uh, yeah, I think it was more a safety thing in that um, they had the re- 
room and the time to do it, so why not? Yeah. Schumacher looked like he was going to get his first points. He was sitting oh, like man. eighth, and then with five laps later, he was 14th. Like, Didn't really see yeah. that either. No, that's true. Saw a couple of it, but yeah. Yeah, more tyre degradation, I think. But Two-stopper. He did the two-stopper. So Bottas, mm. Vettel, Mick Schumacher, and Magnussen only did two stops. It worked for Vettel. He got up to lymph. Yeah. Mm. And he True. managed his tyres really well. I suppose it's not just the number of stops, is it? Then maybe it's the... The compound and the timing of those. Did he go long at the start? Yeah. I can't remember now. I'm not sure. He did. Yeah, I think he was the last one to put. Because uh, he was just park. He was just parking at the side road, basically to let people go past him. At the start. And yeah, big shout out to Lando Norris who took eighth. Ricardo dropped back to twelfth on a pretty poor weekend again from him. Sonoda beat his teammate as well and got the last point. And I just thought Alpine looked like they should have been quick in the race, but apparently their bouncing came back really bad during the race. Oh. They were happy with yeah. the results, though, weren't they? I think Alonso was started, what, did he last? Was he or penultimate? Yeah, he took a new engine. So, uh, there's yeah. points when starting from the back of the grid is not the end of the world. Yeah, that was a good performance. Didn't really see much of that either. No. No. I think the his race engineer apologised to him. Because of the bouncing, and someone had done a, a chart of the measured amount of bouncing over the, the laps of the race mm-hmm. for each car. Yeah. And Alpine's was by miles the worst. It started off fine, and mm. as soon as the tyre stuck to wear, it was just horrendous. So that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. But they looked, Alpine looked quick. I'm still, I still think they'll win a race this year. How are you sticking with it? <laughs> yeah. And then Joe retired with another technical issue. So he's mm. he's having no luck in his debut season. <laughs> no. It does mean that Verstappen now takes the lead going into Monaco in the championship. He's now six ahead and he keeps up his winning run. If he finishes, he wins. Mm-hmm. So the luck's coming back round to him. Perez is third. He's still within touching distance, so he'll be still want to keep going. Russell's in fourth, Sainz fifth, Hamilton sixth. Hamilton's looking a bit far back if Mercedes have a resurgence, but yeah, oh, it's over still. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. but never say never. I just did. He did. Yeah, <laughs> and there's there are still three drivers without points this year, which is Schumacher, Latifi, and Quiz. Uh, ooh, without points, Stroll. Nope. No, no, he's had points. It is Aston Martin. Oh, oh Vettel. Seb. No. Oh, Hulkenberg. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slightly trick question. <laughs> you got us going. Yeah. Liked it. So, any more from Spain for you guys? Tom is itching to go get his popcorn at the nope. cinema. <laughs> no, yeah, I need to spend a million pounds on some overpriced sugary yes. snacks. <laughs> Uh, F2, F2, was it Felipe Drogovic won both races despite a reverse grid? He did. thought that was impressive. I mean, he's been out, what, three seasons? (laughs) Oh, spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have time over the weekend. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Actually, just a quick point on the DRS thing. Um, W Series doesn't have DRS, does it? No. And it it does okay, although... um, 
was it was it this weekend WC as well? It was, wasn't it? That's... Yeah, yeah, they had all of them on this weekend. Yeah, I don't think the WC ra- W Series race was all that amazing. So maybe there are some mm-hmm. pros and cons to the DRS. I just want to clarify that. Oh, t- yeah. W Series definitely need DRS or something because. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, also Chadwick is just so dominant. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, that doesn't no. help either. It's interesting. Red Bull think the well, they've went extreme on the weight saving basically. And I think that's what's caused the DRS problems for Max. Basically, they made everyone too flimsy and it couldn't push against oh, the wind. I thought it was Lewis yeah. Hamilton touching the wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a 50 grand fine. Is it a fine confirmed? I didn't follow the no, story. No, 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 no. But that's, no, no. that's what it was for uh, Max. Yeah, the other way around. I saw the still image. It does look weird. But then when you watch the video, mm. it's like, oh, he's just walking past it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. storming a teacup sort of thing there. But, don't tell the mm-hmm. internet that. I'm sorry. Oh, no fun. He's walking past it. He's not even <laughs> properly looking. Or, or it's not bending down deliberately to look at the wing. He's just trying to squeeze past between the car and the barrier, right? Yeah. So bit of a nothing. Yeah. Can I say that bit of a nothing. Mhm. And I'm sure there's more news out the weekend, but I can't remember it. So, any more for you guys? No, I'm all good. Just a busy weekend of motorsport on the way. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a hell of a busy week catching up before we do yeah, our next show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, next podcast is we are in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> when Tom's yeah. up today. Sorry. So we've got the Monaco Grand Prix this weekend and we've also got the first rounds at Thurston for the British Touring Car Championship. Yeah. And yep. there is Looking also everything else in the world that's on as well. Mm-hmm. We shall be there. Well, no, we won't. We shall be there on the internet afterwards talking rubbish yes. about it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, if there's no more for you guys, we'll wrap up there and we'll see you next week. Nice Thanks. one. Nice one. Have Thank a good you. Good one. Thanks. Bye. Go Spain. <laughs> <laughs>